A Pacific political expert says any welcoming of an intervention of the Republic of the Fiji Military Forces Commander exercising his mandate to safeguard the well-being of the Fiji people is a cause for concern. This is after Fiji's Prime Minister Sitiveni Rambuka walked back on a controversial cabinet reshuffle earlier in October after announcing it. Rambuka backtracked on his move to appoint his Minister for Land, Filimoni Wosarongo, as Attorney General after past disciplinary proceedings disqualified him from assuming the role. The decision had caused a public uproar and prompted the country's military commander, Rojone Kaloniwai, to send a letter to government expressing his concerns. But Kaloniwai's intervention has also stirred public debates about the military's involvement in government affairs. Finafunua spoke with Victoria University professor John Frankel, who says legitimising military intervention is a slippery slope. What's your opinion on this backlash against the Attorney General? We just heard that Rambuka is now halting that appointment. He's holding back the appointment, yes. I mean, that appointment's not going to happen. They've reversed that judgment. And there are some people saying this is a constitutional crisis or that... um, uh, you know, it's a, a sign of the regime collapsing and this kind of thing. I, I think this is, that's nonsense. Uh, uh, y- yes, there's been some there's been some mishandling of this reshuffle or rescuffle, we might call it uh, uh, the re- reshuffle, uh, both on the both into the Attorney General's position and also the Ministry of Education. Both of these uh, reshuffles have been reversed. Which is a shame, really, because because uh, in the past, uh, pre-2006 coup governments have often been reluctant to make reshuffles where reshuffles are necessary. And probably in both portfolios, those reshuffles are necessary. It's just that they weren't handled very well. Um, they should have checked out, the, um, the Prime Minister and uh, his advisers should have checked out the uh, legality of the appointment of uh, Viliami Vossarola beforehand, and clearly there should have been more consultation with Sadelpa, uh, an important coalition partner, um, uh, at least on this issue. There's certainly been consultation on a lot of other issues. But, but, but for those who say that this is a sign of the collapse of the government, I think that's ridiculous. It's, uh, the, the, on the contrary, the government has realized that there's an error. It's responded to the Fiji Law Society's criticism, and it's now making steps to make sure that it's, it keeps within the law. But do you think the criticism that this is that there's disorder within Rambuka's government? Do you think that's a valid criticism? Well, I think I think the, the, the disorder. What do you call it? Disorder, or do you call it disagreement? Several disagreement disagreements uh, about various things, and I think that's a, actually a sign of the normalisation of the government because in, under the pre-2022 election government, there could be no disagreement because the minute you had any disagreement, you, you were fired, basically. It was all a kind of two-person two show. Uh, and, and I think it's important to put what's happening into context. In the aftermath of long periods of military rule and then um, semi-authoritarian rule, as we've had since 2014, um, it's often the case that um, uh, more democratic governments are criticised for being incompetent or for poor decision making and this kind of thing by those who really want to go back to a more authoritarian style of government. You see that in Pakistan. You see that in parts of West Africa as well. 
a lot of troublemakers trying to stir up forces within the military to take over the government uh, put forward these kind of things. And there are these clandestine intel reports that keep coming out with, by, written by people who won't put their names to them, all trying to stir up trouble. And there's no doubt that there are some mistakes being made on both appointments and indeed uh, other matters as well. But the, uh, straight, the, the sign of a, a more democratic government is that the government listens to the criticisms of the Fiji Law Society and does things to correct them. Uh, I mean, it, it, the other side of the story is not just the Attorney General's appointment, but also the Education Ministry, um, Fijian Affairs Ministry reshuffle. And that was much more an attempt to clearly to keep the coalition together because of certain tensions that exist between Sadelpa, the three-seat party in the uh, in, in the broader coalition. Of course, that's very important that, uh, to avoid uh, a breakup of that coalition. Otherwise, we would be back to a Fiji first government. Do you think that Rambuka, since coming into power, has made Fiji more democratic? Oh, for, well, certainly I do. Yes, absolutely. There's been consultation, there's been responsiveness to public opinion, There's a, they've got rid of the Media Industry de Development Decree, which was a draconian form of press censorship. There's all sorts of things they've done that, that have made Fiji more democratic. But standing in the shadows here, under Section 131 of the Constitution is the uh, Republic of Fiji military forces having the right to intervene in Fiji politics in order to uh, safeguard the well-being of the Fijian people. And I worry about the fact that even during this debacle about the reshuffle or the rescuffle, the, the military, into the invention by the commander has been sort of welcomed by uh, the Home Affairs Ministry and, and indeed by the minister and by the prime minister. Now, OK, maybe in this particular case, since the commander is echoing the view of the Fiji Law Society, that's, uh, uh, he's talking sensibly. But one has to be careful about legitimizing the right of the military to intervene in such circumstances, because we've seen it three times in the past. That can be a very dangerous uh, road to go down. And uh, Fiji would be better off to move away from that uh, section 131 of the Constitution, if the Constitution could ever be changed. Do you think that threat still exists, uh, the threat of a coup? Oh, yes. I, I think as long as you've got that, coups are often made, not not when there are constitutions that say they can be made. They're often made just as straight, unlawful acts. But in Fiji's situation, we've got a double bind. One, a military that's been committed, that, that has taken it upon itself to intervene in the political process on numerous occasions in the past, and two, a constitutional provision that actually authorizes that. Um, but on both grounds, that's, a, I think, a central dilemma for Fiji in the years to come.